Hey, good morning and happy Tuesday here at the Coaching Minds podcast from the Mental Training Plan. As you know, this season we are giving you the tools for greatness, whether it's work or athletics. We got some great stuff for you today. Uh, this isn't just for those of you that are okay with being average. This is for those people that want to go above and beyond that and be great. And today we've got some good stuff that we're going to be talking about. Ben, fill us in. Going to be talking about, hey, my season's over, and now what? So at, at this point in the year, Indiana high school football is done, and so now what? Um, you know, so obviously, if this is a, if you're a basketball player, basketball coach, baseball, whatever, maybe something that you want to listen to and jot down some notes, but maybe something you want to come back to at the end of your season. This season is sponsored by ProX. ProX is the premier multi-sport training destination in the Midwest that hosts sports performance sports rehab, and physical therapy, as well as sports-specific instruction programming for baseball, softball, football, golf, and more. ProX puts everything an athlete needs under one roof, just like the pros. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C. Okay, Ben, so the season's over. We lost, let's say we lost last night. Um, what now? So one of the responses we talked about is sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And I feel like this is the perfect the perfect point where you need to do that. Um, you need to figure out why did our season end the way that it did. And I, I heard Urban Meyer talking this weekend on, I think it was... Uh, the high noon football. Fox's high noon football, yep. He said you got to check under the hood because humans are naturally excuse makers. And that we've got to make sure that you don't ever just say, well, we had bad players or they had better players than us or our coaches didn't do well enough. That's just an excuse. And so he said he he always challenged his guys to dig deep and figure out why did this happen. And he said in football that there were three things that if the season didn't go the the way that it was supposed to, it was either number one, a trust issue, and that could be coach to player, player to coach or even worse, player to player. Um, and if that's the case, you're not going to be able to play in a team sport setting and reach your full potential. Number two, what he called a dysfunctional work environment where the expectations are high. We're saying, yeah, we want to win a state championship. We want to win a national championship, but we're just not working hard enough. You know, Josh Bryant talked about it always, it takes what it takes to win that championship. And if you're not working hard enough, you're not going to be able to accomplish that. And so maybe it's, we need to really buckle down and get after it. Something you got to get fixed. He said, you know, that leads to frustration and anger and resentment and that your work ethic must exceed or equal your expectations. So if you've got super high expectations for your program, your work ethic has to exceed that or at least be equal to it. And then the third one, selfish team. You know, there's times that you have to do something that is not natural, not normal, like a running back throwing his body in front of a blitzing linebacker to protect the quarterback or the offensive line that has to put themselves in painful situations or guys that are running down the field on kickoff team full speed colliding with another person running full speed. You know, those types of things aren't always fun. And if you have a selfish team that's worried about me, that's worried about my best interest instead of the team that's a problem. So the, those were those were three that he kind of pointed out. When I look back and think about the teams I've been on in the past and, and different teams that I've been around, I feel like number two, the dysfunctional work environment seems to be the most prevalent maybe. Like 
because people always say, hey, we want to do this. We want to be state champions. We want to be national champions. But then if you just go watch one workout, it's like, that's just words or that's just a poster. Like that's not, that's not really what this team wants. That's not the culture of the team. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people differ in what they want to accomplish. I think there's a lot of people that really genuinely at the beginning of a high school basketball season want to win a high school basketball state championship. But where they differ is the amount of work that they're willing to put in all the all the rest of the I mean that's one day that state championship is one day. What are you doing on the other 364 days? Are you re- do you really want it then worse than anybody else? And that, I think that's where people fall short. Yeah. And so then the next step is let's kind of evaluate where is the team, where are the individuals mentally, physically, technique-wise, um, as teammates, the toughness and character, uh, the schemes that you're running. And, and I think it's important to get honest feedback in all of those areas from your coaches and from your players. And, I, you know, on one hand, it's like, do you really put a lot of do you really put a lot of trust in somebody just bashing this or that or the other when they don't attach their name to it? I don't know. Probably not. Not if it's one or two guys, but I mean, if there's a large percentage of your team that's saying, Hey, this is a problem. That's probably something that you definitely need to look into. And so, you know, that's kind of up to your, that's kind of up to you. What's going to be the best fit for your situation. I do think that there's value in letting it stay anonymous so that you feel like you can be honest. Um, but you know, when we did our end of the season evaluations with coach Gilbert, I felt like I could be honest with him because the way he responded to me was never barking back at me or jumping down my throat or getting getting offended or getting defensive, things like that. There were obviously things that we disagreed about, but I felt like I could at least be honest in that end of the season evaluation. So I think for the head coaches, just being aware of if you really want to get legitimate, true, honest feedback, make sure you ask for it, but make sure you pay attention to your, how you respond to Last week we spoke on uh, sharpening our sword and how that how beneficial that is. Where does that fit in in this off season plan? Sure, I mean you have to get a break. I mean that that was part of the, when we had Ferrer on here. Part of the reason that he said he came back so motivated was because he got away from football for a little while and he took a little bit of a break and he got to kind of like you said, sharpen your sword or recharge your batteries or whatever whatever the analogy is that you want to use. But you got refreshed. Um, and we know that we know from research on burnout that people that aren't clear on their why and people that don't ever feel like they can get a break have a tendency to burn out faster. And so giving your guys time to get away, giving your guys a little bit of a break, you know, how long is that going to be? I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. That's up to your, <laughs> that's yeah. up to your team and your situation and, and even the level that you coach at. And, and so I would say maybe even encourage you to, if you have a leadership council or you have captains on your team, maybe get a feel for how, how much of a break do we want to take? Because I mean, I'll be honest, the way our football season ended at Trader's Point with just, well, sorry, COVID lockdown, we're done. Like it, it just kind of, it, it left me feeling like, all right, I want to get back to work right now. Yeah. This is a unique year with it. I think about like the NBA, they ended what a month ago and they're going to start back up in December. So that's a smaller window. So maybe that those guys breaks aren't as long, but even if it's just a week to mentally get away and, and not be around anything 
basketball and then rethink about, yeah, why do I do what I do? Um, and then that motivation comes back to keep going for the next year. Right. Which is the, which is the next step or the next thing we're going to talk about getting back to what's my purpose. What's my passion. What's my why? Like those, those deeper, those deep down roots of this is why I am doing this. This is why this is important. This is why I'm going to commit this amount of time. This is why I'm willing to put in all this hard work and discomfort that's going to come along with it because, and if you have a clear why and you have that clear purpose in front of you, it's a lot easier to stay motivated. It's a lot easier to hit the grind and say, you know, it's not just, I have to wake up at 6am for workouts. It's, Hey, I get another opportunity today to go and reach these goals, to go and be with my teammates, to go and improve the brotherhood, whatever that looks like. All right, next we've got goals. Is are talking about goals or thinking about your goals for the following year is is the best time to do this during that break? You know, you're thinking, well, I'm not I'm not working out or I'm not you know going over drills. Is this a time when I can think through what are my goals for next year? I think that's a great question, and I would say absolutely not. I think if you're, if you're saying, Hey, I want you to take a break. I want you to get away. I want you to recharge your batteries, but then you're assigning homework to do over that time. I think it does the exact opposite. I think it even causes almost a little bit of resentment. It's like you said I was going to get to take a break, but now I don't get to take a break and I can't turn my mind off and I can't turn my brain off. And all I'm thinking about is what am I going to put on this little paper or this little form? So I would say, no, absolutely not. Take a, get feet, get honest feedback at the end of the season, before the break, because that's when it's fresh in your mind, take a break, get away, take some time off, don't have anything to do with your sport, and then get into your why, get into your passion, your purpose, all that. And then once you're kind of, you've you've now been recharged, you now have a clear purpose or a clear why in front of you. Now let's make sure that we're setting those goals the right way. And, you know, we've talked before about smart goals and you can just do a quick Google search on smart goals if you don't know what that is and find out all kinds of information about it. But the research is clear when there's, when there's a deadline in front of you and there's a, there's a, there's a goal that you are working towards that achievement is higher and progress is higher than people that don't have those clear goals written out in front of them. But to answer your question, I would say do that. Like once you get back in the weight room or once you get back into your sport after you kind of go through the why. And one one of the things that Bill Belichick always talked about was make sure that everyone can achieve their goal. He would never let people, he would never let people write down. My goal is for the team to win a Super Bowl. He was like, well, yeah, no kidding. That's everybody's goal. That's why we're here. But that's not what we're going to focus on. And ultimately, you have no you have no control over that because you could do everything in your power, but your teammates don't do their job and the other team prepares a little bit better and the other team's a little bit more talented and they're just going to win this year and there's nothing you can do about it. And so then it's almost like it's out of your control and it's almost a little discouraging because it's like I did everything in my, in my plan and in my power and everything that I had mapped out to achieve this goal. And I came up short. And so he always had, he always had his goals broken down into individual performance, individual accountability, individual progress, things like that, because they focused on if everybody does their job and everybody does it to the best of their ability, then the team as a whole come championship time is going to be better prepared and ahead of all the other teams. What about 
like, let's say you've got a third string uh, point guard. I mean, the guy's not going to see the court at all. And the guys in front of him aren't graduating. And that guy says, I'm going to be the starting guard next year. And, and it's it's very, very, very far off. As the coach, is it is it the coach's responsibility to, to be honest with the kid and say, hey, here's what's ahead of you? Um, or is it like, well, let's let the kid do it, even though he's probably going to fail. What's that line look like of wanting those kids to dream and, and stretch them out, but also the reality of those goals? That's a gr- that's a great question. Um, I I think that what what I told the quarterbacks every year was I am coaching you to be the starting quarterback next year, and I said that to the incoming senior that had already started as a junior and was like, well, yeah, I, I know. And I said that to the current freshman that was going to be a sophomore that was like, yeah, but I was like third string this year and always talked about Ohio State won a national championship with Cardell Jones at quarterback, and so. It was my job to have my position group as prepared as possible. So, yeah, I want that kid who has no chance of being the starting point guard working as if that that is a goal that's in front of me and that's something that I can achieve and that's something that I'm going to reach. And not only am I going to be the starting point guard, like I don't want to just be the best player on my team. I want to be the best player at my position. That's what we're trying to accomplish. But let's go back to the Bill Belichick example. You don't have any control over that. I mean, right? Ultimately, right. if the if you're a sophomore and you got a senior in front of you who's just bigger than you, stronger than you, better than you, you're not going to play over that person. But that shouldn't necessarily be your goal that you're working towards. Let let's kind of break that down. Okay, if you want to be the starting point guard, what are you going to have to do? I'm going to have to improve physically, so maybe I need to get bigger, or maybe I need to get faster, or maybe I need to get stronger. Okay, well, now let's come up with some goals. How are we going to do that? I need to improve my clutch performance, so I need to have a plan to improve my mental game. Okay, well, how are we going to do that? Um, I need to improve my ball handling skills. I need to improve my shot, my three-point shot, whatever those are. Let's look at, this is what you say that you want to work towards. Okay, well, how are we going to accomplish that? And now we're starting to get into those goals that you can control, kind of those process goals that Bill Belichick was always trying to point his guys to. Because ultimately, you're in control of that. Like when Nick Ferrer weighed 145 pounds and was looking at being a a 5A starting varsity quarterback, and we were like... We're gonna have to change some pass protection so this kid literally never gets touched, or he's die. he's gonna break. Um, it was okay. Well, you're gonna have to do what we're doing in the weight room, and you're gonna have to eat your meals. But now you're gonna have to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, first period, third period, fifth period, seventh period, and then any time after we work out. So the main thing to take from the goals as a coach is to just never squash those kids' goals. If this is what they have, coach them up to the greatest of their ability and to your ability to get them to whatever they want by breaking it down and not progress. And I would say even more than that, like it's kind of our goal to stretch them even past that, right? Mm -hmm. Like if this kid's thinking, I want to be the starting point guard next year, well, if he already thinks that he can accomplish that, maybe we need let's to be working him. towards, I'm going to be the best point guard in the state. or You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let, let's be stretching our guys constantly. That's our job as coaches, to to believe in our guys and then equip them to be able to accomplish great things. And obviously, you know, we don't want to just sell fairy dust or blow smoke up their backside and make up complete lies. So, yeah, there is, there is some of that have some somewhere. Some honesty there, yep. But... 
I mean, I think it's our goal to stretch kids, yep. not not squelch that. Yep. All right, so uh, have your have your notebooks out. We're we're writing down uh, the important pieces of today. Um, so what do we have uh, for our journals today, Ben? All right, so you know, just at the end of the season, after we take that break, just getting back to and reevaluating that passion, that purpose, and that why. And if you've been listening to the podcast, I know we talk about it all the time. That's because it's so incredibly important. And if you can't, if I were to text you right now and said, "Hey, what's your why?" And you can't just shoot me back a quick text. Hey, it's this. Well, then you don't have a clear why in front of you and you don't have that clear purpose. And so writing it down, getting it in front of you, putting it in front of you, put it on your phone, put it on your mirror. That's step number one. It's always step number one. And that can even more so at the end of a season, it's it's good to go back and reevaluate what has changed? What's going to be different in this upcoming season? Do I need to tweak my why? Do Is there anything different in my purpose now or what I'm passionate about or things like that? So that that's step one. Step two, we know we've got to have that big goal for the polofrontal cortex in our brain to really kind of buy in and say, yes, I want to put in all this work and I want to put in all this time. There has to be that big end of the season thing that I'm working towards. It's not that Bill Belichick didn't want his guys reaching towards it. So know what it is and know what that is that's kind of out in front of you, but then even more so come up with the plan to reach that. And that's where the goal setting really comes in. What are those checkpoints along the way so that we can celebrate small successes and and things like that? Number four, how can you make this competitive? Just like what we talked about in the motivation episode, you, you now have these goals and you have these things. Who, who are you going to compete against or who are you going to make this fun with or who are you going to have a relationship with? Who, who's going to be your workout accountability partner? Who, who are you going to come together and say, we are going to do this together? We're going to work together as a team. Um, and, and so, you know, not only knowing your why, not only knowing what those big goals are, but then also breaking it down. And then having the the things in place to motivate you to continue working on those. And I think it's important to be able to check them off as you go. So again, that front part of your brain can say can see that progress and say, hey, yeah, we're 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 doing what it takes to accomplish these goals. This is now achievable. And then if you reach them, the journey's not done. Keep going. Reset those goals, reset new goals, you know. There was a there was a sophomore football player one year who his big goal out in front of him was I want to be a starting varsity offensive lineman. And then two kids tore their ACL. Boom. Mission accomplished. He, he has now reached his goal. But but again, now we gotta stretch that kid and now we gotta go back and we gotta okay, you reached that goal. Check it off. Perfect. So now let's start the whole process over. Now, what am I going to do? Maybe it's musk. Maybe it's something to do with my strength or my power or my speed or my physical body or or my technique or the knowledge of the game or the mental toughness. There's got to be more that we're continually striving so that we can reach our full potential. If you want some additional help uh, with this topic, connect with us at mentaltrainingplan.com or on social media at mentaltrplan. We'd love to hear from you about maybe how your season ended, what your plans are um, during the off season, or if you have any questions about how to, you know, how to truly take a break or how to um, come up with your why or whatever it might be. Just reach out to us. And until next time, don't settle for average. Make your plan and put it to work.